concerning all action and all doing. The Father and the Son are on the same page. There isn't an outside will at work here. They're in full agreement with each other. We talked about that in previous sessions. The Son chose to come. He wasn't ordered. He volunteered. He chose to come. The Father chose to let him. John 3.16 says he gave him up. The Father and the Son are on the same page concerning the goal of this mission, all action and all doing and all communicating and everything in between. That's what Jesus means here in John chapter 5, verse 20. Jesus says, The Father dearly loves the Son and shows him everything he does. In English, we have several different meanings that we put behind the word love, so when it's used in the Bible, the original Greek gets lost in translation. The English says, The Father dearly loves the Son. The Greek word that was translated love there is phileo, which is the Greek word for a love between equals. Ooh. How do you think the Pharisees felt about him using that word? The Father dearly loves the Son and shows him everything that he does, and he will show greater things than these, so that you may marvel and be full of wonder and astonishment. Just as the Father raises up the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whomever he wills and is pleased to give it. For the Father judges no one, because he has given all judgment, the whole business of judging, entirely into the hands of the Son so that all men may give honor to the Son just as they give honor to the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words and believes on him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under condemnation, but has already passed over death into life. Notice he's telling them how to pass over death into life on the day of the Jewish Passover, folks. The day they commemorate that historical evening in which death passed over the house of Israel the night before they were set free from Egyptian slavery. God sent a plague that covered Egypt that night, and all the firstborn of every man and every beast was killed. The only way to protect your firstborn was to paint lamb's blood on your door in the shape of a cross. Those were the orders that God gave them to escape his wrath. They didn't know what it meant, but it's interesting with New Testament hindsight and play here that the only thing that could save your firstborn in Egypt when God sent the angel of death was to display a symbol of the death of God's firstborn on your door. With that symbol on your door, your firstborn was saved. And the night that all of that happened was commemorated throughout Jewish history as the Passover. It was the event that finally broke Pharaoh's will, and he set the slaves free. Interesting symbolism all the way around. And here we have the Jews commemorating that event with their annual Passover feast, and Jesus is telling them how to pass over death into eternal life by believing on him who sent me, he says, God's firstborn. And notice the tense here. It doesn't say that he who believes will pass over death. It says he has already passed over death. If you can be born again and then lose your salvation for whatever reason, then what Jesus said here isn't true. The debate about eternal security is over. Now, don't get me wrong. You can take the doctrine of eternal security and go too far with it and turn it into a license to sin. That's not biblical. Nowhere in the scriptures does it say that once you're saved, you can do whatever you want and get away with it. Cause and effect is still in force. All sins have natural consequences to them. That's why God labels them sin to begin with. 
and no loving father, be it God or otherwise, would allow his misbehaving child to go undisciplined. Discipline is an act of parental love for the health and benefit of the child. But the idea that you can do something to forfeit the promise of eternal life is not biblical. And this isn't open for debate. Either you believe what Jesus said or you don't. He said, the person whose ears are open to my words and believes on him who sent me has, present tense, eternal life and will not come under condemnation. He didn't say hopefully not or maybe not or shouldn't, provided all things continue a certain way. He said he will not come under condemnation but has already passed over death into life. Period. Period. 